0: Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Airs.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You hear the sweet voice of Johnny Cash, and then you get to hear mine. And so I know there's a little bit of mixture there when you've got a great voice, and then you have to listen to this one, but check it out. You're here, and we are happy about that. As previously mentioned, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by Pastor Pastor Harris. Welcome in, buddy. That is that is ridiculous, and you know it, and that's why you're laughing. Yesterday on our episode, I, I dropped a bunch of monikers from a boy, and then I wound up calling him Pastor Harris, and then we jumped right into religion. Yeah, we did. And so that was kind of fun. If you, if you didn't hear that episode yesterday, you can go back to Front Porch Radio, uh, go hit the podcast section, and you will find Circle Unbroken there. And we spent some time talking about false advertisement. Correct. And we jumped in into it, and we went immediately, almost by default, we went to religion. Because I said, Clayton, what's something that you think about when you think about falsely advertising something? And we went to that space. I think it probably was because you had just called me a pastor. right? Yeah. Right. So. so today I'm going to call him Chef Harris, and then we're going to talk about cooking for the rest of the time, right? <laughs> whatever Whatever label I give you, we just jump into it, right? I guess. <laughs> it was great, because... Even though we didn't mean to go that direction, it was the foundation, I think, for the show, not to call everybody a hypocrite just in a accusatory fashion, but to say what we find is so many people don't want to be a part of something because they'll say, you're not even picking up what you put down. I mean, that happens in your life, and it's frustrating. Then we went into sports. Uh, we went into community leaders yeah. and all of those things. And so I think it's important, especially for people in this room today, people that are raising children, we want them to see things that are real mm-hmm. and authentic. Sure. And uh, we we listened to that show yesterday. It was funny. We were getting ready, doing some stuff at the house for for, for dinner, and uh, my daughter was trending on sick. And so we, we streamed the show, and we were in there. And it was really funny because one of my children, who will remain nameless, they said when when people do what you were talking about. And I said, "What do you mean, buddy?" I said, "When they when they false advertise." I said, "Does that make you mad?" And I said, "Well, why do you ask that?" And they said, "Because you sounded angry." And I, so I'm like, "Dude, I didn't think I sounded angry on the well, radio. you correct? know, I, I listened to it yesterday okay. too on my way home, and about
2: 11 minutes in, you you let it be known that we weren't going to spend the whole episode right. talking about that. Right. So. <laughs>
1: You know, <laughs> it I was it was it was interesting, right? Oh yeah, for sure, man. It it was fun, and I think it's important because so many people hide behind a facade, right? And and they do that, and that leads us into what we're talking about today. We're joined in by my buddy Matthew White. Welcome in, bud. Thanks, Taff. Glad to be here, man. I think we're just gonna bust through today because there are so many people, self included, who. We operate from a standpoint of maybe not wanting to be fake, not not meaning to do it. But if you ask me how I'm doing, it's a lot easier for me to drop fine on you. Yeah. It, it's a lot easier for me to say, man, we're good. Or my kicker, if you go through this phone right now, man, how's the Ayers family this summer? You know what I'm going to tell them? I'm going to say, busy. <laughs> and I'm going to drop that stupid emoji that's like the 100 with the red line under it. Letting them know that's just how we go. And I had a guy ask me the other day that question, and I said, "We're going a hundred, and I'm just trying to keep up." While that's true, he asked me. It was late at night. It was a buddy, and he asked me. I think from a place of authenticity, not where I wanted to turn around and say, "What have you heard?" But I gave him this answer, and I went straight to sleep. If I had said, "Hey, tonight." I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll my body to the left and hold this pillow because sometimes I think this is a palpitation. Uh, sometimes when, when I lay down, the last thought that I have is, did I do right today? I'm going to wake up in the morning, God willing, and my wife's going to look at me and her go-to line is, we made it. I mean, all of, all of those things can promote anxiety. And if I had written those things back to him, he might have said, whoa, let, let's go get coffee. And so sometimes I think we get afraid. To penetrate through, and and sometimes it it preserves schedules, it preserves routines. To not be honest, our friendship and our relationship, Matthew, has always been. I mean, ever since we met, yeah. I, I I came back here. I had some Columbia connections, but I preached a funeral, and I preached a funeral of a family member and a close brother. You know, for you, mm-hmm. and as I was there, I, from that, I believe our relationship just continued to grow. And you have always been so honest. We randomly call each other. Yeah. We'll randomly show Clayton. Even one time we randomly called each other and we all met at Omegas. Correct. Right. Y'all introduced me to Sopranos. Uh, we got there. It's funny. I talk about that feeling at night going to sleep and then we could talk about Tony Soprano for a long time. Um, and so you've always been real. And the reason I wanted to have you on this show today is because the concept of circle and broken is in life, we have this circle that we want to preserve and keep complete. And we, we've told our audience over and over that the pieces to that are faith, business, and community. And if you spend time in each of those areas and you connect them in a healthy fashion, mm-hmm. then you can feel complete in your life. But then sometimes, to use our adage here, sometimes the circle breaks. Man, sometimes faith gets shaky because of hypocrisy. Or business man, just insert community, right? Um, you you look at the economy, you look at all these things, and you can go, ah, I feel shaky, I feel uncertain, and you are now uh, a part of something that that you have created and has launched from a place. And I'm going to give them the name. It's called Delta Recovery. Yep. In our second session today, after commercial break, we're going to talk a lot about. The circle of addiction and that, you know, mm-hmm. get, getting big and getting smaller, as we talked about. But I would like to start just getting real on the mic here, mm-hmm. talking about so many people I meet. They may be passionate about something, but Clayton, it feels like false advertisement because they'll tell me, come to my such and such meeting or or meet us as we talk about this. But my feeling is they haven't really walked through it. Right. They hadn't had not been up in it. To, yeah. to use that description and with you launching something like Delta recovery there, there's a backstory mm-hmm. to it. And so let's just knock down that wall and be real for today's episode. Sure. Tell us where that came from.
2: Um, so almost, you know, we, we talk in recovery a lot about, you know, live day to day, but, um, so I hate to almost put it in future tense, sure. In July, it'll be four years, uh, since my life took a hard turn. Um, and that was the day that uh, I went to treatment for alcoholism. And, um, and, you know, I don't know where to start with. Sure, <laughs> uh, sure. But I, I guess the best place to start is, um, you know, in high school, I was a really good kid, you know, followed the rules, did everything, pretty good student. Um, and the night I graduated from high school, after having what I hadn't realized at the time was a pretty turbulent, uh, ex- a lot of turbulent experiences uh, growing up good childhood, but some, some trauma as well. Um, night I graduated from high school for the first time I had a beer and it was, I remember it like it was yesterday and I fell in love. And so had a couple that night, had a good buzz. And so some people, you know, they smell alcohol and they're like, I don't want to touch it. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes like, I don't understand these people, but like, they're like, it's getting to my head. I've got to stop. And I'm like, no, that's just when I get started. <laughs> and, uh, and so that began a slow, uh, descent into alcoholism. Um, you know, there's several signposts along the way that I might kind of point back to and look at as a tipping post, but, um, but yeah, like you know, we've we've always you know, say, you, you were there with me as it was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew you knew what was happening as what was happening. Um, and I think um, I, I did a pretty decent job of hiding it from a lot of people. I think most addicts or addicts and alcoholics are pretty good at manipulation, dishonesty. Um, you know, I certainly was. Um, and a lot of stuff came to a head in uh, the summer of uh, 2019. And uh, it became evident to me that um, what I had kind of thought was a little issue that could have a Band-Aid put on it here and there had kind of mushroomed to where it was completely out of control. Or as we would say in the the first step of recovery, my life was unmanageable um, and that I could not stop. Um, So called a friend. Uh, Actually, I say that we were an acquaintance at the time. Um, has since become a, a very dear friend. Wild how that works. Yeah, right? it is. Um, and he he worked in the field, and so I, I, I went and met with him, and uh, he said, you know, you need to, you know, you need you're going to need 30 days of inpatient treatment. You need to detox first, and then go go to uh, to treatment. So I went to a wonderful facility called Cumberland Heights. It's in West Nashville. Uh place didn't just change my life. I'm convinced it saved it. A mm. um, couple of guys that I was in treatment with have now passed on, uh, succumbed to the disease of addiction. Um, and then in the process of that, like everything that could possibly fall apart, uh, it kind of reminds me of you know when Jesus uh, leaves the temple one time and the the, the disciples are. Talking about look at this place, and he's like, you know, when I'm done with this, there won't be one stone left on another, and that's right. what my life was like. There wasn't one stone left on another, um, and uh, and so that was kind of the process of.
1: And I want to paint a picture for everybody. Yeah, the, when you hear this, we were hearing it on this side, but but for you, if somebody meets you, you're the guy who's greeting me at church. Okay, mm-hmm. like I come in, you're like, yeah. hey, you know what up? Yeah. Um, your your families involved and active. Uh, wife, three healthy children, um job here in the heart of our growing city. Mm-hmm. And so and, and I know we know that when when people all have our things that are going on, yeah. but I wanted to paint that picture for the listener of Yeah, everything looked fine yeah, on the outside. Correct. Yeah, everything looked fine.
2: And um, um and I mean a lot of people really really close friends were like, what is happening, you know, when I we, uh, when I told them, you know, I had a few days before in between the time where I decided to go to treatment and actually left. And they were like, I had no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the, 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 what you expect, you know, mm-hmm. or what you, you, it's, I'd say the life from the outside um, looks like it. Now, what I've come to realize, like I'm sitting here on the radio talking about, it, I kind of made a decision. I didn't want to keep track of who knew what, so I'll tell anybody anything sure. as it was all happening. As a consequence of that, the, the number of people that have called me and said, let's go to lunch, I mean, people that you and I know, uh um, a lot of people do um, that have called me and said let's go to talk you know help. and I think they're checking on me um, and they just unburdened themselves about what everything that they're struggling with and so it wasn't until that started happening that I I kind of realized how pervasive um, this is and not just with substances but with a lot of other behaviors as well um, and how it's all around us and there's not a family that's unaffected by it. And so when you're when you see somebody that you know, Looks like what you were describing with me a minute ago. Um, there's likely something, something else going on, right behind the scenes. Right. We're really good, really good at putting the facade on. Sure, we're trying. Um, all of are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everything looks great, and everything's fine, and
1: uh, and you know, we we all have our our right. issues. So right. Well, you went, and I remember keeping. I hate to say keeping tabs, but yeah. keeping up. You uh, did, you did. I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah.
2: There,
1: uh, I, I can imagine
2: for a lot of people it was a really awkward situation because you don't know what to do, right? You know, and you were always one that would yeah. just randomly text me, like, "How's it going today?" Sure. Or you
1: know, well, yeah. I, I had this mentor who taught me, who pulled me out of the gutter when, yeah. when I was in. I mean, I was in high school, just being a moron. And I remember him saying to me, biblical reference here. He said, "The Isle of Patmos is a very lonely place." Yeah. And he said, "You know what happens? We just say, praying for you." And he said, "Dude." And he said, "Prayer is awesome." Mm-hmm. And he said, "But but be there. Just be there. Uh, a real friend is what I was taught. Uh, walks in when everybody else walks out." Yeah. You know? And and you've been that for me. And I was like, "Why? Why, why would I not? Yeah. You know, be that for you." And. So, so that happens. Um, we, we start to build our life. You start mm-hmm. to look and say, okay, this is how I'm going to manage. Here's how I'm going to heal in the sense of working on it daily. Mm-hmm. And and now, you know, here we are. You, you've been running business ventures. Um, my son knows you as, you know, the game time guy. Yeah. He's like, Dad, like he, he works out. Like he teaches the class. He does this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's
2: my favorite favorite. Uh, it says it's a part-time job, but I love it. I love the people, and and you know, I, I, Taylor and Drew. I've told them a million times. They have no idea in that first year or so, and then and in the first year we had a pandemic. They have right. no idea what they
1: did for me um, as far as helping me recover. Yeah. But D- tell me about and well, I've never asked you this. Yeah, recovery. Yeah, in a pandemic. Yeah, because I think a lot of a lot of addiction surfaced. Oh yeah, during the pandemic, oh, yeah. or, or to, to the outside world, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how was that? I've never asked you
2: that before. So it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, I guess about that point, I've uh, went on. Let's see, lockdown started in March. I was about seven months okay sober wow. at that point. Yeah, um, and felt pretty pretty fragile. What a neat thing happened, and and one of the cool things about these different fellowships, whether it's AA or NA or, or uh, any of varied other ones. Um. You know, we're addicts. We're pretty resourceful, and we used to you know, use all of our faculties to be resourceful to do some pretty destructive things. Well, when you get healthy, you're still resourceful. Right. So uh, Zoom meetings started popping up all over the place. And, um, and uh, you know, there's a meeting up in Nashville that uh, my sponsor went to and that I would go live sometimes. Well, they immediately went to Zoom. The, the Friendship House here went to Zoom. Um, I, I got really hooked on a meeting in Ireland of all places. And I have like these friends that I want to go to Ireland to see. And so like, and it became because we're working from home, you know, everybody's stuck. Um, and, and the recovery community was like, we have to do something because we, like, we really do believe to drink is to die. Like, you know, so like we got to do something. So, these Zoom meetings start popping up. And now they're, they're meetings that were live then, you know, pre pandemic that are only on Zoom now. And uh, and then it was so cool to connect with people all over the world. And it's sure. really cool sitting. Uh, the, the one in Ireland was a little town called Ballina, which is a little fishing village. Um, you know, it's so cool to sit and listen to them. I, a, I love Irish accents for one thing, but also, too, like all the stories rhyme. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. <laughs> You know, uh, we say uh, AA is the only place you can get together with strangers and reminisce because we have these life experiences that, that are so common. Um, and so the pandemic did, did, I mean, there wasn't, I can't think anything good that came out of the pandemic. I don't want to say anything. Did a lot of people were hurt really badly, but, um, but yeah, something, something happened there as far as like the accessibility to get help. Um, and I have another friend who, uh, I was just in contact with, uh, I mean, I say friend acquaintance in the last couple of weeks that she, in the midst of the pandemic, realized that she really had a problem and she didn't get to treatment. She just started doing a couple of Zoom
1: meetings a day and is doing great now several well, years later. I like it when we meet because you are it in recovery. Mm-hmm. You are a Marine. Formal. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's, there is an attack mindset yeah. to that.
2: Yeah. Um, that helpful, hurtful. Attack mindset. Yeah. It'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be, um, I am powerless over this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need help. I need to listen to some direction. Um, I need to understand that I'm only where I am today. Right. And then tomorrow might be better or worse. The circumstances of my life might be better or worse. Um, but I've got that day Yeah, to do the best I can with. And like you were saying, like, you know, uh, earlier, you know, wake up and Say, God, thank you for right. getting me through the night. And right. I'm going to wake up and say, thank you for getting me through uh, the night. Uh, yeah. And let me go to bed sober tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got. Right. And then right. when I hit the pillow, you know, I like what you were talking about earlier, like kind of reflect on my day. As we call that a tenth step. Um, anybody I want an apology to, was I selfish, dishonest, afraid? Think about those types of things and then what we might need to do tomorrow. And thanks for keeping me sober today, God. And to the next one. So, an attack mindset is yeah, you got to be serious about it. But, like, if, if I were to, to take it like I'm, I'm going to beat this thing, um, you know, that's a, a really good way to uh, set yourself up for failure.
1: Well, and that's when the concept of we made it. I asked that question, and I say, okay, when when we well, approach we it yeah. that way, I said, shouldn't we say that at night? And she said, no, 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 every morning yeah. it's better to, to do it that way. And we had somebody who was working their recovery steps, and he had always been very faithful at church. Mm-hmm. And I asked him one time, I said, hey, you're back, and, and you're, you're going through this? And I said, is church hard? And he said, oh, man, he said, it's super hard because in when we're working the program, We're taught to be transparent. You said it's the only place where you can catch up and reminisce with with strangers. And he said, so I'm taught in my recovery steps to go through this and and to do this this way. And I go in here where we're all being fake and we're all playing church. And so that's tough. What what I want to do when we come back from the break is really jump into your work with Delta Recovery. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about what we talked about off the air about the circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the circle sure. of addiction, how that that can you know shrink and get get bigger, yeah. and I want you to kind of walk us through that, okay. so that because we never know who's listening, we never know who's streaming at the right time, who might say, you know what, I don't think I'm addicted, or I don't think I have somebody I can talk to, and so guys, we hope that you'll stay with us when we come back with my guest Matthew White on Circle Unbroken. Did you know that
5: 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222.
3: This is Coach
2: Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM
5: in Columbia, Tennessee.
3: This is Coach
5: Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
3: This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia,
6: Tennessee.
1: We are back on Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in to my left with Pastor Harris. Welcome back, sir. It's going on, man?
3: It's ridiculous.
1: I'm going to say this so much that the way that they talk about the school bus and people think that you drive an actual bus. Yes. I just want people to start texting me saying, "Where is the church of Pastor Harris?" And I'm going to say, "Have you ever been to Jefferson's? And we have communion at Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and have some fun, man. We're also joined in by my other buddy, Matthew White. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks, Taff. Appreciate you having me. We, we're talking about transparency, and we're talking about people that are real, and sometimes we hide behind this image or this mask in life. And we've been talking a little bit about your backstory that's led to today, and also your willingness to be open and talk about it to, in hopes of helping other people. Right. And so we're going to get into Delta Recovery here, and i I got a confession to make to you guys. I sometimes have my phone correct messages for me. It'll it'll correct something, and sometimes it does a better job than I do. And recently, I have started to talk to people, and, and they've learned me a little bit better in this side of business. And we, we had a client that I was talking to recently, and I was responding to her saying, yes, ma'am. About something. And, you know, that, that's like borderline. I, I still think I'm professional because we're in the South and I can say, ma'am, I probably just have said, yes, thank you or something like that. But my phone corrected it. You ready for this? To yes, mama. <laughs> and you talk about breaking through the wall here. I had to quickly undo, send, and, and, and correct that. And sometimes it just goes sideways, honest. So, yeah. so I was going to say this. Uh, I'll, I'll pretend like Del Kennedy's not listening right now. If somebody calls and says that I've been t- calling people "mama" uh, on behalf of Kennedy Broadcasting, then we're just trying to reach the masses, right? Uh, so sometimes that that happens. And today, what I want to do, Matthew, is really get into our concept, our show concept of the circle Mm -hmm. unbroken and how we want to feel complete. And what we preach and teach on this format is if you spend time in your faith – You know, thinking about your walk with the creator and then you take that in some form or fashion. We say this all the time. Doesn't have to be Chick-fil-A, right? But, but take it into the business side of things where you have a mission in the marketplace. Then it kind of completes that circle, meaning that you've got your faith as your center point. You're able to be a functional. Person and a believer, you know, in the the daily tasks that you do. And then that circle kind of comes around and it completes a community feel of I can invest in the people around me. I can care about policies and procedures and just make growing where I'm planted kind of deal. And so what we talk about is that circle. And there's some irony here because as you and I have discussed, when you're looking at addiction Mm -hmm. and recovery, there's a different concept when it comes to a circle. So could could you walk us through that? Yeah, so
2: that sounds like a big circle that you described, right? right? There's a lot in there. Okay, so addiction is the narrow or the gradual narrowing Mm -hmm. of that circle. Right. Okay, so stuff becomes less important, and it just just gradually narrows to where only one thing matters, Mm. right? You lose touch with everything uh, or any kind of meaningful touch. It may look like you're – you're doing everything fine, like, like we talked about earlier. But it gets to where, like, really only, thing, only one thing matters you, for you. You've been disconnected from your family, definitely from your faith, definitely from community. You might be there. I was there, right? But I wasn't present. Right. Right. right? Because my mind was always somewhere else, right? So that circle gets so small that one thing is left in it. Now, the the hard part about it is we don't have like a meter. There's not like an app on our phone that says, you know, this is how small your circle has gotten, Mm -hmm. right? It's not until you start to see the ramifications of that. You start to see the consequences of your addiction, if you ever do, um, that you realize there's a problem. And it happens so slow, and we lower our standards just a little bit every time. And then it's not until the consequences catch up to us that we kind of realize that there's a problem. Recovery is the gradual broadening of that circle again. I like that to re encompass everything that you described. It's rebuilding relationships. It's getting reestablished. And you know, in my case, I had to completely re- reestablish my professional life. Um, you know, working with relationships with my family and friends, and and uh, and definitely kind of the f- earliest part of recovery is. Is understanding that I'm not the center of the universe. We are really, really selfish creatures, you know. Self will run riot, is how the big book, book puts it. And so realizing that I'm not the center of the universe, something else has to be more powerful to me. than can I trust that power? Um, so that's what recovery is. It's just gradually realigning. Um, you know, it's kind of funny too because as a circle gets smaller. You don't just lose touch with everything external. You lose touch with yourself. You really don't care about yourself. It's, it's really scary to hear some of the guys I've worked with talk. They don't care if they live or die. Mm. Uh, and, and then uh, Because they have no sense of, of worth at all. They have huge egos. No sense of self-worth in recovery is right-sizing that,
1: that scale. I had a guy tell me that as he was going through and he was hitting – rock bottom. Mm-hmm. He said I read somewhere that for me it was described as you don't you don't run out in the middle of the street looking looking to die and he said but in my darkest point it was described for me that if I was walking this is a very graphic illustration he said if I was walking and I looked up and I saw that there was a crane moving a piano yeah. <sighs> that I may just stand there a little longer. Yeah. That that mentality yeah. of I'm not looking to off myself, yeah. but in this moment there's just this. What, mm-hmm. are, we, what are we even doing? Yeah, and yeah. that that descriptor has stuck with me since since he told me that yeah. because I think I'd I'd see that and be like, every move, you know, get out <laughs> of the way. Uh, but but there's a different side yeah. when when you're walking in that man. It's it's deep when you're walking yeah. in that depth of it. So let's take that. And now move this, and I, I don't want to advance too fast, mm-hmm. but let's move this into Delta recovery. Yeah. You know w- where we are here: origin, excitement. Uh, uh, you just just hit us with it, man, because this is. I think this is a great tool. I am equally measures excited and
2: terrified. That's uh, great. <laughs> if you want to know how tell it, like, anybody, so how should it. start a yeah. business or, or, or nonprofit. And it's, it's a nonprofit, yeah. so uh, there is a lot of for-profit addiction treatment. Uh, you know, I talked to some people as I was thinking through this, and they were like, "You definitely." need to go the nonprofit route. And it's really kind of the spirit of it. It's not <laughs> here to make a bunch of money. It's here to help people. Um, I got to a point a couple of years ago where I was, I wanted to, I was like, what neurologically happened in my head that let me get to where I got? Right. And so I went down this rabbit hole um, and just listened to every podcast I could, read every book I could, um, or not that I could, but I could, you know, that I came across. Yeah. Um, and, and when you, when you leave treatment, and again, I went to what's generally considered one of the five best treatment centers in America. Um, when you leave, they're going to hand you a packet of information and there's a list of phone numbers in there. Um, and, uh, and if you need this, this, and this, this is the number you can call. My treatment center went a couple of steps further and set some appointments for me with, with, uh, professionals that I might need, uh, subsequently, but that list of phone numbers, The hard part about that is when you're in that situation, you can't see this. If you're listening on the radio, I'm holding my phone. This phone can weigh a thousand pounds, Mm. you know, and you know what makes, what makes life feel better, how to medicate things. Um, and these healthy ways can be really hard to approach. Well, not through anything I did. A lot of the resources that I might've had to use the phone to get just, God just put in my lap and, um, And it it runs a gambit from therapy for myself, for my family, um, help. Like we mentioned game time earlier, you know, um, uh, the physical fitness part of it or getting my body restored. Um, uh, I had a a doctor who was very sensitive to addiction. I had an attorney that was very sensitive to addiction, Um, just all these resources that just kind of fell in my lap that were kind of on the piece of paper, but I didn't, you know, they came to me. And so as I was it kind of started hit me. And then the other thing too is like the the, the the a lot of the things you learn in the program um, have now found like a gratitude list within sure. the AA really practices. Gratitude helps rewire your brain. Literally physically rewires your brain. Right. Um, so so many of the things that, that that were on that phone list or that I encountered were actually as I was learning about what happened in my head, they were actually redrawing the path of my brain so as i was kind of putting this together i kind of would talk to people that were in the field of addiction recovery and i'm like well why isn't there a program that you just like walk into that helps you do this um and they were like well just nobody started it and i was like well it seems like a Pretty bad answer, but some yeah, you know, and uh, and it just came back over here, and my over. Lord. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, maybe one day somebody will. That would be pretty cool. Um, and uh, and then just one thing leads to another, and it just became very clear, um, that that this is what I need to be doing. So, um, I talked to a few people that that you know were very very uh, generous in helping
1: getting it off. So, okay. And so we're going to go to another break here, but let me ask you this. What is the vision for Delta going forward?
2: Vision is to help addicts okay. and their addicts, alcoholics, and their families to break free from addiction and into a life of freedom. Mm-hmm. Through, through many different ways. Many different ways. So it's going to be a holistic treatment. Um, it's going to cover all of the disciplines uh, that we don't probably have time to get into now. Sure. And each of those providers are going to talk to each other about your case right so that your doctor knows when you're struggling with something that your therapist knows about and the person that's giving you financial help can relay that information to the other people that are treating you or uh, your prescriptions are getting changed how should should that affect your diet or your exercise regimen things like that and be a holistic path for you to walk through
1: to uh, help i want to tell you i want to tell you Thanks. Uh, that sounds like the understatement of the year. But as somebody who is trying to raise children, on my son's door, he has written, gratitude is the great multiplier. Yeah. And f- so to you, for you to do this from that space of being thankful, mm-hmm. of, of looking at it, A, it's healthy for people in recovery or not. But then this is also a really neat opportunity for people in the community to get behind something. Mm-hmm. If it's, you That's said nice. it's touched us all in so many different ways, yeah. but people can do this on many different fronts. What we're going to do with our last session today is talk about practical ways that people can get in touch with you, hear you, and things that are going to be done in the future for this great nonprofit work. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Matthew. Thanks. Stick with us, guys.
3: This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
1: You hear people talk a lot and say, I'm glad you're here. And sometimes you may wonder, do they really mean it? i'll I'll go to a church service, and people will start, and then they'll get up and they'll say, "We're so blessed to have everyone here today." and the cynic in me will think, "Do you mean everyone are you Are you really happy that I'm in attendance?" And so I want to attempt to come from a real authentic place by telling our listening audience that it means the world to us that you're here. When you tune in to this station, if you're in your car and you're driving to or from work, depending on your shift, we are happy that you're here. If you've gone to Front Porch Radio TN and you have looked up the podcast and you have found us, we want you to know that it means a lot to us that you stream it and that you find it because we believe that every time we jump on this mic, we are providing hope in some form or fashion. If I use a bunch of words, which is the only thing in life I really know how to do, and I don't lead you to hope then I think I've just wasted words. I'm not good at the other stuff. And so I'm happy that people tune in. I'm, I love it when I am somewhere in the community and somebody comes up and says, I was listening to your show. Or my favorite is when we record it and then live, they'll go, I'm listening to it right now. And I say, well, we're just Houdini. You know, we were doing the magic here, but joined back in by Clayton Harris. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Glad to be here. I am, I am glad you're here. You helped me launch the very first show. Uh, when I looked at you and said, remember this, when you think about Circle Unbroken, what do you think about? And, and we launched that. Yep. And so many episodes in, happy to do this. It's one of my favorite things to do. And glad that Matthew White is back with us. Thanks, man. Thanks, Teth. We have been walking down the road here of your life. You know, We've been kind of an open book here, but also talking about Delta Recovery and what that means. And just to be honest with everybody, What I knew about the business industry, I'll keep going, mission or ministry, any words that people have used in all different realms to talk about recovery, I knew about one here locally, and the one that I knew about locally a while back was one that was for profit. Mm -hmm. And it was also the type of place, and I'll probably completely butcher this, but it was the kind of place where if I was going through uh, addiction and attempting recovery, they would prescribe different medicines for me. And as somebody who hasn't sat in it or, or done that, I would look at that and think, okay, how does this work? Um, And I wouldn't use words like racket at all when it comes to somebody's treatment. And that's what I wanted to start with here by saying my perception is that this is not that when I look at Delta Recovery. I hope not. Yeah. People aren't going to come just to get – a prescription no. or anything no. like that. Okay. No. And so I want to, I want to touch on that a little bit more before we talk about your accessibility. Okay. okay? Um, uh, I know if there's somebody who is in prison, so somebody who is hurting somebody who is struggling, there are, there are different, you know, fingers or branches of your work here. And I don't, I just don't want to miss any of those. Sure. Um, any, any other ways that, that people need to learn or hear about what Delta does or can do?
2: Uh well uh, we are it, this is so new to yeah like so um like I have a website up it's probably halfway built but it's builta sure. yeah um and uh and so that lays out the program pretty well okay. as far as what we're doing that when you talk about the treatment industry and it is an industry sure. um the, it it's like talking about car dealerships right you know or any type of industry it, it runs the gambit there's really really good ones there's really really bad ones there's some there like you mentioned there are some rackets that sell false hope and. Um, and so it runs a gambit this, um, and there's also some places like Cumberland Heights where I went, um, like place of hope here locally does some great work. Um, so, um, it just, we're all different and everybody has different needs Mm -hmm. and they're, and like my sponsor told me once, you know, there's a million ways to get sober and, uh, you just got to find the right one for you. Um, You know, I hear people talk about well, I've been to 12 treatment centers and the twelfth one worked and I was like, well, that was the one you were ready for and that the, you know like they, the other 11 could have been great. You know, right I don't right. Know, so
1: I like you saying that we're all different. Mm-hmm. When we first moved here back to Columbia, um, I got frustrated because I would drive around and I had never seen I had lived in bigger cities and I had never seen what I felt like were this many churches. Yeah, I would see them everywhere, and my wife snapped one day because in the middle of town, there was a mall that she remembered from her youth visiting her grandparents, yes. and now it was It felt empty and abandoned, and she made the comment, Clayton. You'll like this. She goes, "There's one church tribe that has 48 or 49 churches in this county. Wouldn't it be crazy if there was an area in the middle of town where they just built a big one to service so many? I mean, she she got hot saying you got all these little churches and you got this big space that you could do something with as a as a light, you know, on a hill for people. And we were kind of going over it, and one of my kids in the back of the SUV said this why do y'all get so mad about there being so many churches? And we're kind of like, hey, you're not allowed to talk that way. What do you mean? <laughs> and, and here's what they said. They said, you always call the church a hospital, and would we be mad that there's a lot of different places that want to help people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. All right, Lord, quit talking to me through a kid. And and then my wife responded, and she goes, yeah, the problem is all these different places argue about the medicine, yeah. that they argue about the treatment. And so to say that there's different – places that help and that Delta is different. Let's talk about that. Delta recovery is different because educate us on that. So one, I think it's a more holistic Mm -hmm. uh, treatment than you're probably going to get
2: somewhere else. I mean, you mentioned you referenced medically assisted treatment. That can be an important part of, of somebody recovering. Um, But it's not the only thing. Um, So that would be incorporated in this. Um, And then also taking a lot of disciplines, that, and bringing that all together, but also too, what I what I'm I'm really working hard to do is that this is something you can stay in for longer, so you can leave treatment inpatient treatment, and go to an intensive outpatient treatment. So you might have done 28 days. Insurance companies are now pinching that down to 21. Then you'll go to an outpatient treatment uh, treatment, which is kind of the same story. Uh, could be a month, could be two for a few hours, a few days a week, and it kind of pinches down. So I'm I'm hoping that we can make this model work out to where this is a longer term. Um, six months a year or something like that. Um, and then ultimately I think that the, the what I'm hoping happens is that we build a community of people in recovery that have been through this program and that they kind of stick together mm. and, and and then ultimately be of, of great service to the community at large, whether it's revolving or recovery or something else as well. So, so that there's a connectedness that that's right. ongoing um, even past the time you're being
1: quote, and treatment. And I think that's important for you, as I said on this side of it and hear it. If if the word holistic, mm-hmm. uh, transition, um, the idea of, hey, you're not just here for 28, 30 days and, and cut off, you know, mm-hmm. that it's a path. I think it's important for you as you have – with nonprofits, I assume you have a board. Yeah. You have all those things. I've been blessed with such a phenomenal board. I can't wait to kind of roll that out, who those guys are. I think that's going to be a big key for you to say, hey, let's – as any board does, let's let's keep each other accountable Mm -hmm. that that would – not only things would be done in the right order, but also that we would stick to that holistic approach to Mm -hmm. the idea of never losing sight. Of of why we founded this and started you know this yeah. work with with intentionality yeah uh, to do it I love that it's not for lack of better terms a money grab yeah. uh, I love that it is hey I'm, I'm, we're here to to literally break cycles mm-hmm. change lives and also to serve as a reminder you know for you of of, of what you've done mm-hmm. and you'd be quick to correct me not what I've done nope right what God uh, does for me that been, I couldn't do for myself right yeah. the way that that has been able to happen. Let's talk about the person that can gain accessibility Mm -hmm. to your work and what you're doing. There's going to be opportunities for you to speak, to get in front of people. Who is the ideal person, business, donor, whatever? Let's talk about that side that that you could get in front of or, or speak to. How would that work? What would that look like to give the vision? To get uh, it, let me know who it is, and I'll
2: take it from there. Yeah, uh, I'll go see him. And is, there's no ideal; it's somebody that just has a heart. The people that have that have already invested in this, whether with their time or financial resources or any other kind of resources, just have a heart for this. And sometimes their family's been touched by it, or sometimes they just understand what a scourge this mm-hmm. is. Let me put it to you this way: I think I'm, I'm correct on this. I could stand to be corrected. There were 90,000 overdose deaths in the United States last year. Okay. There are 1,600 licensed inpatient treatment beds in Tennessee. 1,600. Those turn over every 30 days. Wow. Do the math. There's a good chance. I mean, and no matter you can cross slice up the population however you want, cross section however you want. Eight to ten percent of those people are affected by addiction or or, are addicts themselves, and then every one of them's got a family of however many that's affected by their addiction. So everybody's touched by this. So, the ideal person is somebody who just has a heart for this, understands what a problem it is, and then how um, we just have to you know kind of get together and, and figure out ways to meet people where they are, Hel- get help them get help whenever they're ready, and then give them a path to walk.
1: Well, and that's my aim for having you on today. We love, and this is what I like, is that we, we love sharing our megaphone or our airwaves here. Appreciate you but, doing it. Yeah, man, this is great to say this is somebody who has walked through and continues to walk through something that happened locally. We talk about growing where you're planted. Did um, this happened locally? And then it's an opportunity for somebody to use their – their chops, their, their savviness in, in business, uh, the, the attitude of attacking something with seriousness and a higher power, yeah. and doing it right here. It's cool because it's going to be something where the people that you've talked to are local people, whether or not they own a property or have a time, treasure, or talent that they can invest. Mm-hmm. And so that's super neat. But then also to look at it and say the way anything happens, kind of like our show here, we're, we're front porch radio. What well, 1017 people can get us here. But then I got a guy in Arkansas saying great show today because he streamed it. Yeah. And, and he found it through one of our speaking connections. And so you can help people through the Zoom space and yeah. all those things. But the way that that launches out of here is something that people can be proud of. Mm-hmm. And people um, can have here. And our goal is to get you in front of more people. We want that. We want people to know, people to ask questions. I love. And I've told people a lot that one of the most spiritual things you can ever say. I have learned this with my kids. Is they'll ask me a question, and I love it when I get to the point where I have to say I don't know. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine: Secret things belong to God. Sometimes I use it as a parental crutch. But <laughs> what? what's a I, really important thing to understand. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I like about you. It's not uh, you're not Lord of the Flies. I've got the conch, and this is the one that's gonna give you all the answers. It's hey, I'm here. Um. I'm making attempts every day to be faithful, and I want more people to be touched by this. If this is the thing that you need, yeah, if that's the case, right. And and we're wrapping up here. We've got just a couple minutes left. Hit us with your website that is functional right now.
2: Yeah, it is functional. It is not beautiful yet. It's uh, DeltaRecovery.net. Okay. Um, And yesterday, this is how this is how new we are. Yesterday, my email address came online. It is Matt at DeltaRecovery.net.
1: Matt at deltarecovery.net. and reach out for anything. Okay, reach out for anything. I like your descriptor here, too, of saying it's functional, it's not beautiful yet. Clayton, that describes our human life, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, that's pretty accurate. I'm functional, <laughs> I'm not beautiful yet. I can't wait one day to get that perfect body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I've been promised to, you know, in glory. And I just want to really spread this message. I, I think it goes hand in hand with what we do, how we do it. If someone is listening today and you have thought, I need to talk to Matthew. He is wide open. He knows all the hot spots in town. Uh, he'll take you to get some good food or a good cup of coffee. Um, he will meet you. And what you have heard today, folks, I want you to know this in Radio Land is that he is an authentic person. Thank you. Uh, Matthew, you are somebody who just says, hey, I've busted it. I've walking in brokenness, and what I want to do is have more people walk with me today. It means a lot to us that you would trust us you know, to promote Absolutely, yeah. your, your message. And also, I need to be real careful that I never call it a ministry. And then the reason that I need to be careful in saying that is you want to meet people in all different walks. Exactly. Right. Meet That's them right. where they are. Not just pushing something, nope. but just helping people exactly. as we pull along in life. Guys, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Man, this is good stuff. I think it's gonna help a lot of people. We're thankful for you on Circle Unbroken.
6: In the